Good evening from Plunkett Studios in Largo, Florida. I'm Scott. I'm Abram. And we are here with episode 556 of F5 Live, Refreshing Technology, for Sunday, March 29th, 2020. This show is a proud part of the Tech Podcast Network. If it's tech, it's here. This week, there's an epic new publisher, a prankless online April Fool's Day, and some ad-friendly Google movies. Wherever you are and however you're accessing our show, whether it be on social media, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, or Snapchat, on our live stream platforms, livestream.com, Mixer, Twitch, Periscope, YouTube, or Facebook, on a podcatcher like Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, TuneIn, or a myriad of other options, on the radio or on our website, plunkitslive.com. Thank you for making us a part of your day. There are now three ways that you can do that. The first is live Sunday nights at 9 p.m. Eastern by going to f5live.tv slash join us. There you can chat with us in the studio. Give us your feedback on the topics as we talk about them. We always like to get that information. Or if you're in the New York area on 88.1 WMLD Radio, Tuesday mornings at 10 a.m. Eastern, uh, you can listen or you can catch it on their website. Or, of course, you can always subscribe by going to plughitslive.com slash subscribe. There you'll see all of our shows, including F5 Live, The Pilch Point, Plug Hits Live Presents, and a whole lot more. And of course, find all the ways that you can watch or listen. With that, Avram, how are you doing this week? <sighs> well, I guess as well as anybody could be doing. You know, sure. I mean, I'm very uh, thankful that so far everyone in my immediate family seems to be uh, staying healthy and uh i still i still have a job and so you know that puts me in a good better place than a lot of people and sure. uh, right now so i'm i'm thank i'm thankful for 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 all of that obviously it's a very uh you know nervous nervous time for all of us so uh really trying to focus on my uh work and on my tech projects uh as much as i can yeah uh so as not to focus on other things that are on the world it's not always easy yeah for sure um we haven't been our our little circle hasn't been quite as lucky um our outer circle did have a uh death in the family yesterday so it's for for those of you who keep saying, but do you know anybody? You do now, um, because our our outer circle had a death in the family this week, so that that hit our group pretty hard. Um, so, yeah, I mean, it's just I mean, I'm as most people here know, I I live in in the New York area, mm -hmm. so obviously we have a lot of. A lot of people ill around here um you know i was on facebook the other day and a friend a family friend of ours like her her elderly father is in the hospital with with coronavirus right now and uh, you know my parents are worried are worried because my father's been is exactly mm -hmm. one of those immunocompromised people but right. he has to have home health care aids and you know they're my parents are worried about one of them bringing it bring it into their house and so yeah it's it's a it's a it's a rough time um for for everyone um you know i 
I'm glad, I'm glad uh, I, I am able to, to be at home because mm-hmm. it is it is very rough out there and obviously i encourage everybody else to be it uh you know to stay safe yeah and uh you know the the cdc just announced recommended guidelines through the end of april so yeah <sighs> so we're yeah. just getting started so it's uh yeah actually um I guess, I don't know if this is like an unknown tip to people, but I, I just discovered this past week all all the different ways you can get groceries delivered. Mm-hmm. Um, there's uh, Instacart, yep, uh, which I used for the first time for the first time this week. Uh, and Amazon Prime I've used before, like Prime Delivery, Prime but the problem, you know, if you have a Whole Foods near you. But the problem is they're all of the delivery times are booked, mm-hmm. but some folks, uh, in my area gave me a tip, which is if you go on, log on at midnight, uh, you may be able to reserve a time. Interesting. So, uh, I will, I will, I will find out. Uh, so yeah. Well, it's I mean, important. It, it, it it's really important to attention. note. It's important to note two things on the topic of Instacart. One, they are also being uh, heavily inundated with orders, um, so much so that they contacted yeah. us and asked us to not advertise for them. Uh, if we had any any ads running, they were not they were not looking for any more than organic yeah. growth right now. Um, so that's yeah. that's a big deal. And uh, two, there is a uh, scheduled uh, protest by the shoppers on the second i think so i thought it was the 30th but oh okay yeah. Yeah. so tomorrow i, I, read about that. I, yeah. I knew it was the beginning of the beginning or middle of this week so uh so tomorrow uh, um so it'll be interesting to see what that does because obviously more than ever the shoppers have have uh some some bargaining uh, control right now, so they might actually get yeah, some of what yeah. they're looking for. But yeah, it might take no, a couple of days uh, no of, of they, protesting. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, it's it's rough times, and if you are looking for a webcam, it is still really difficult to get a webcam, as we discussed yeah. last week. I saw somewhere this week somebody selling a Logitech. No, I'm sorry, Newegg, not just somebody, Newegg. Although it's a third-party vendor through Newegg, selling a Logitech C920 for something like $250. Oh, that's that, folks, is a $60 webcam. Right. I was gonna say that's like 5x. <laughs> that's incredible yeah. margin. It's it's, it's a, a hand sanitizer of. Mm-hmm. Of web of of tech, it's a jerk move, right but it's a, so. a heck of a margin. Uh, um, I have I have been regularly checking uh, the GameStop website this week, and the the numbers keep shifting. But I have found I have found that our local GameStops tend to have uh, at least a couple of the webcams in stock. Uh, I've been checking so much that they've started advertising them to me on Facebook. <laughs> they're like obviously you want a webcam and it's clearly from us so 
we're going to give you one of those. Did you forget about this ads? <laughs> Which is, yep. which is fun because normally this time of year, all of my Facebook ads are for the companies that we interviewed at CES. And for the most part, they yes. still are. But uh, that's a, a fun little addition. Anyway, so uh, so like we said, we're kind of just at the beginning of this. Um, there's, some, there's some technological ways that you can, uh, can kind of help with your social distancing. Uh, even the CDC and the World Health Organization uh, have put together a gaming program uh, that they announced today. So uh, they're, they're really looking for, for our people <laughs> to help, to help uh, everybody else kind of deal with this bizarre time of isolation. But... Our show for the last couple of weeks has been very, very inundated with these topics. This week, however, we have managed to uh, to to kind of pull away from it a little bit. There will be a whole lot less of it, and so because we're trying, we're looking to bring you a little bit of normalcy in a in a time that is inundated right. I mean, with one topic. I mean, you can. Exactly. You can get you can get uh, your coronavirus news anywhere, uh, but let's talk about the tech stuff. For sure, there's there's only one topic that's affected by this, but everything else is going to be back to normal. So, uh, with that, let's talk about some tech news. This week's Nifty Gifties and F5 Live is proudly powered by the Microsoft Store. Whether you're looking for a, a new laptop, a tablet, an Xbox One, either S or X, or a myriad of other things like VR headsets, AR headsets, phones, and a whole lot more, they can all be found at the Microsoft Store. And remember, if you are a student or a military, you get discounts on almost all of the products that are available. To find out more about that program and uh, to find out about what uh, products are are available and any deals that are running, you can go to f5live.tv slash Microsoft. So, um, so speaking of Microsoft, uh, we we spoke we spoke a couple of weeks ago about um, well f well first let's talk about a topic we're not going to talk about. Uh, which is also Microsoft related. Um, we've talked about uh, Clearview AI, which is the facial recognition software um, that police are using across the world to uh, varying degrees of hatred. And uh, Microsoft had some investment in a similar company as a startup uh, that they found out that that's what they were up to. They decided that that technology is not uh, up to their ethics and so they will no longer be investing in that type of company. We have an article about that at plughitslive.com. But in other Microsoft news, uh, Microsoft, HP, and Valve announced this week, Stealth announced, because they didn't actually have an announcement. It just kind of happened. It showed up, and they pretended like it had always existed. They, they Stealth announced a new VR headset. Um, it doesn't have a name, but it definitely has a name. There's no way uh, that it doesn't end up getting the um, 
the the name of the the last one, the reverb. The so almost certainly it'll be a reverb. Uh, G two. Uh, there was a page on HP's website that kind of suggested that HP re- Reverb G two would be the name of it. Um, now we see these kinds of things all the time, right? We've seen all kinds of companies get into VR, but outside of Oculus, HTC, and Valve themselves with the Index, they've all been, eh. um, but this partnership here between HP, Microsoft, and Valve uh, is being called by Valve, who just put out the Index, the new standard in VR. Um, they are not talking a whole lot about details. Uh, there's no release date or anything. Um, but the fact that it's, that it's valve and Microsoft. So, you know, the Microsoft windows MR stuff, which includes steam VR, which is valve working together with one of the original Windows MR headset manufacturers for the new standard in VR, that could be a big deal. Yeah, well, Microsoft has long wanted to be the standard in VR or be part of the standard in VR. They're wise to work with Valve because Valve actually has worked on some good stuff. Mm-hmm. Whereas, like, the Vive, whereas... The Vive and the Index. You know, what are you... Right, the Vive and the Index, whereas uh, the Windows Mixed Reality headsets have been kind of a disaster. So... The ones that were focused on... The ones that were focused on the Windows MR. But, but, you know, the Windows MR... Uh, ecosystem now includes Steam as a as a direct partner, so uh, the the Vive and the Index are both supposed to be able to take advantage of uh, Windows MR now. So, but the the things that were the that batch, we all know what you're talking about. It was that batch of things, yeah. right? It yeah. was that the one that that the kind of crappy Samsung one was the best of the lot. <laughs> Right, right, exactly. And and so, like, just the, the quality of the Microsoft... I mean, this is an area where it would be nice if Microsoft led. So, so I think it would be... You know, I think it's good that they're working closely with, with one of the two companies that really seems to get it mm-hmm. when it comes to VR in, in Valve. Yeah, for sure. Because, I mean, outside of the fact that, you know, Steam VR is kind of the marketplace right because the oculus stuff has mostly other than the samsung gear vr which we'll talk about in just a second um the steam vr has been the go-to platform for everybody else right because nobody else wants to wants to interact with a mostly closed ecosystem like what oculus was is was as if it's gone You'll understand in a second why my brain has it in the past tense. Uh, but, uh, you know, Steam is the place for games. And it's the place for for VR titles as well. And uh, basically any headset manufacturer can 
can support Steam VR. So it makes sense that that Microsoft and Steam, and Microsoft and Valve, who you know have a, a long standing relationship because of PC gaming, um, it makes sense to me that uh that they'd be working together to make a headset that works well across all things, which I, that that totally makes sense to me. And with uh, with the new uh, Half Life game just coming out for on Steam VR, now would be an, a great time to have the new standard in VR available, or at least to capitalize on the uh, the the news of of Steam VR with uh, with the Half Life title. Um, but on the other hand, we've talked about how. Phone-based VR was a very short-lived and sad uh, concept, uh, and the only company who got any traction with it was Samsung with the Gear VR, and that probably has to do with the fact that most people who bought a, a Samsung Galaxy S8 or S8 Plus uh, got one of the headsets for free if you bought it from Verizon or AT&T. Um, unfortunately, that was the last device that was supported. The 9 and 10 were not. Uh, the 20 is not, um, and I said I said two generations before the show. I guess that makes three generations, huh? Um, so yeah. now that we are three generations out from official support, Oculus is officially no longer supporting the platform, which is why, in my head, Oculus was a past tense. Uh, so as of April 1st, which will not be a funny day if you have a Galaxy S10 or a, a Galaxy Gear headset, uh, you will no longer be able to install apps. If you have them, they will continue to work until backend changes uh, cause the apps to stop functioning um, and you will no longer get updates. So that platform is officially closed, uh, which kind of closes up the Oculus platform uh, just to Oculus headsets at this point, right? I mean, that's I can't think of any other yeah. any other devices that are su- supporting that store now. I guess not. So what will, so do you think any enterprising uh, hardware hackers will do something with all these old gear VRs? Probably. Um, Anytime so many things are out in the wild and just, you know, support just disappears. Somebody in the open source community gets creative with it. It's, it's almost a guarantee. Um, What will happen? Who knows? Um, They might, uh, they might create a secondary, a secondary store, or maybe figure out how to port uh, Steam stuff to it. Which, honest to God, would be the most reasonable thing to do. Um, if you could support Steam VR stuff on a on a Galaxy phone, then you'd be all set. I want to figure out how to make a Gear VR work with a QCAT, so we can have the ultimate in outdated tech. And non-supported tech working together. Are are you aware that I have a case of those here? <laughs> no, <laughs> I was not aware you had a case of QCats. But next time you should bring one on the air as show and tell. Uh, so we should probably explain to the audience because very few people know what a QCat what a QCat is or was. Oh. It was it was a company that produced a barcode scanner. 
originally, it started as a barcode scanner that magazines could put these special barcodes, magazines, newspapers, uh, uh, soda cans, could put, could either use existing UPCs or put special QCAT uh, barcodes uh, in their publications, on their products, and when you scanned it on your computer, it would uh, take you to the website. Now, why you wouldn't just print coke.com on your can is beyond me but um it eventually uh, migrated into this unbelievably convoluted set of cables that you could put on your tv off of uh off of like your cable box they could listen to the audio and pick up certain cues from ads that would then, in the same software, track all the ads that had run that had the QCAT water, audio watermarks in them, which was even weirder because this was the late 90s, early 2000s. Who had a computer anywhere near their television? <laughs> it was just yep. the most baffling like product. Yeah, I, yeah, that's not in here. At least not within range. I think it's in the closet. <laughs> I yes. Well. When I when I started with Radio Shack was just at the after the end of uh, of the QCats and I mean Radio Shack had bought the company thinking that it was going to be a big thing, which was the first of many bad decisions that ended us with the the company going away, um, but. Uh, I got in just at the end of that. And so we had cases of them in our stores and, uh, I've used the barcode scanners. There's, there's uh, drivers, USB drivers for, uh, the barcode scanners to use them just as barcode scanners. So I took a whole case of them <laughs> They're around here somewhere. Anyway. Um, yeah, that would be, it'd be fun to figure out how to put a bunch of dead technology. I've also got uh there was that IP radio that was on those little touch screens i can't remember the name of the company but the logo was purple i've got like 8 of those receivers around here somewhere too just i've the amount of weird old technology that's here in our offices is bizarre anyway um and the gear vr is i guess officially going Enjoy into that, that list. yeah going into that collection so um so a little bit of ups and a little bit of downs for VR this week with the Gear VR officially unsupported and uh, and this new HP headset, new standard in VR. Can't wait to find out more about it. It says it's coming soon. There's already a listing on uh, Steam for it. Uh, so if you're looking for the small amount of information, there's a short video and a couple of photos and stuff. Um, it's uh, There's a link available at plugitslive.com. Uh, under the article where you can see a whole lot more information about it I, a whole lot more i mean we have very little information the website has slightly more uh, <laughs> uh, but that'll be the place where you can put in like an alert when they put new information you can get an alert so uh i can't wait to see what it is um because i mean hp and display technology it and then microsoft and steam for vr I, it kind of all goes together so We'll see.
This week's Pilch Point with Avram Pilch is proudly powered by PureVPN. When you're online, uh, you want to obfuscate your your usage to kind of hide your behaviors from Google and Facebook, your ISPs, and uh, give yourself some other protections as well, plus the ability to report that you're somewhere else. And uh, PureVPN is a great way to uh, to do that. They've got deals running all the time. Uh, if you sign up for two years, you can get a huge discount. Uh, plus, there is a full month uh, money-back guarantee. So if you try it and you go, you know what? Not for me. No problem. You can get your money back. And you can find out about all of that by going to pilchpoint.live slash purevpn. All right. So last year we talked about a build that you guys did at Tom's Hardware. And uh, I see that we've gone kind of the other way with it this year, right? Uh, sort of. So we periodically do PC builds. Uh, we, we really aim to do about one a month, uh, but sometimes it's hard to get in all the parts we need uh, to do some of these special builds. The next build we're going to do, by the way, and I'm, I'm opening uh, to, I'm open to suggestions is we want to do uh, the lowest cost, but best uh, quality uh, uh, streaming, streaming desktop. One that's really good for doing broadcasting, uh, for doing broadcasting of shows like this one. Hmm. Uh, but, uh, but the but the one that we just built and put up an article about is what we call the RG Baby. I love RGB that name. RGB Baby. Because last year we did one called the RG Beast, and the RG Beast was the most RGB desktop that you could build. And we used a giant case to fit all the RGB components in it. Uh, and it was huge and bulky. And so we decided, what if we try to fit as much RGB as we can into a mini ITX case? Uh, for those not familiar, mini ITX case is the smallest standard case that you can get to when you're building a desktop. So uh, we set out to see how much RGB we could fit in to the RG baby. Uh, and here, here's what we used. So uh, first of all, uh, we wanted this to be a good performing uh, desktop, you know, that can play games. So we did not uh, just put, you know, any old processor in it. Uh, we went with AMD. We went with an AMD Ryzen 9 3900X CPU, which is very close to top of the line. Uh, and we went with an Asus RG Strix B450i gaming motherboard. Uh, now, the uh, the interesting thing is it has some it has some R it has some RGB on the motherboard. Obviously, CPU itself cannot have cannot have RGB. Uh, the the things that did have RGB on them, which were many, were um, the the um, RAM was HyperX Fury RGB RAM, uh, but because uh, it has very bright lights on it, the we had three SSDs. Uh, we had our main M2 SSD, which was a Patriot Viper VPR 100, 
which is a tiny M2 style SSD, which is like the really small, you know, chip size, but still has on the heat spreader RGB lights. And then we had two of the most beautiful storage drive that you can buy. Not the most performant, the most beautiful. And those are the T-Force Delta Max SATA drives. I mean, the performance is fine, but they're SATA drives. So they're not, uh, you know, they're not going to win any performance medals. Uh, but they look like, and these are from the company Team Group, Team Group T-Force Delta Max SSDs. They look like a like an LED screen on top of it. Now, they are not actually screens. They are RGB lights, but they look so real. Even now, when I look at it, I think it must be a screen that's showing an RGB picture. Uh, so it's it's pretty amazing. Uh, for fans, we went with uh, Corsair's ML120 Pro RGB fans because those... Uh, those are really those are really quite good, and Corsair has a lot of good RGB stuff. Uh, for our PC cooler, we went with a Corsair H100i uh, all-in-one water cooler. And for our case, this is a case a lot of people probably haven't heard of, even if you've heard of a case, heard of all, all the case brands. It, it was a Jonesbow A4, which is a uh, from a small Chinese company. And it costs about $200, and it's a really tiny mini ITX case. And the reason we went with it is it has glass on both side, on both the left and right side, whereas most only have it on the left side. So it gives you, gives you more glass panels uh, that can really show off, that allow us to show off the SSDs on one side while the motherboard and associate stuff was on the other side. Uh, so, uh, so anyway uh anyway that uh and for our video card we use a zotac gaming geforce rtx 2080 extreme because zotac makes the smallest cards uh on the market or at least some of them and so easy to fit into a small case so this whole rgbb build was you know had a price of three thousand dollars six three thousand sixty one dollars and three cents uh, based on pricing of when we published it the other day. Um, now, what we learned in building this was it is really hard to fit all all this stuff and all and particularly RGB stuff into a tiny case. The order in which you put things in really matters. The and some things you may want to put and not be able to put. We really wanted to put in um, an RGB cable called the Lianli Strymer, which is a power cable that itself is RGB that runs from your like power supply to your motherboard. And there just wasn't room because that cable is thicker because it has the RGB lights mm. for us to do it. So um, all told, we obviously had a lot of RGB for the, <laughs> for the small case. And we got plenty of performance out of our combination of, you know, 2080 uh, graphics and uh, AMD AMD 3900X CPU. So it's obviously a system that performs really well. But um, but I think you know it, it obviously was able to do things like 
hit 60 FPS on a, on 1080p on most benchmarks and even 30 at at 4K. Uh, so powerful system, not not cheap, uh, but it shows you what's possible where you can get some artistry even into the smallest cases. You don't need to have a giant case to have a really attractive build. And why does any of that matter? Well, if all you care about is performance, then it doesn't matter. Uh, RGB doesn't matter. But a lot of people, especially when they're building a desktop, they want something that looks beautiful. It's an art statement. It's a personal statement. It's a, I don't know if it's a fashion statement. They want it to look beautiful. And so for a lot of people, that means RGB lighting. And uh, so this build really shows what's possible. Uh, I encourage people to to check out the article, which has lots of pictures and a lot more details, which is on thomashardware.com uh, in the top nav. Look for the RG baby. First of all, I love the name. <laughs> that's that's such a perfect pairing to the beast. Um, uh, but I I can I can attest to uh, the when you build a desktop, wanting it to be a an art piece, a, a fashion statement. You know, the the case that I have, the obviously the machine that's in here is a little different because nobody sees it. Um, but the machine that's in, uh, and uh, we're focused on performance in here, but the machine that I have in my office, um, I I put it in a, in a Razor case, obviously. <laughs> um, and, uh, you know, I, I decided to kind of lean into the Razor thing. And so there's a lot of green... Uh, RGB throughout it, it works out well because Razer's color is green, our color is green, so it kind of went well. But yeah, I, I I put time into even though the majority of it is uh, not visible because it's in a desk. Uh, I put I put time in to make sure that everything everything matched. It was all it was all green. It glows nice, and so a I understand. nice desktop is functional art. Yeah, a nice desktop is functional art, and you know there are people out there, just for folks who are not familiar with desktop building, uh, who will do case modding where they'll take their computer and they'll make it look like something. Uh huh. So, you know they'll 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 cut it up and make it look like a helicopter or something. Or I've seen one that was actually a beer dispenser. So, putting a few RGB lights in is is the least you can do. <laughs> Indeed. Uh, interestingly, to, to go back to the Radio Shack topic from last segment, uh, the first store I worked at was uh, one of the slowest stores in our district. And uh, Sundays, if we had five customers, it was a busy day. And so Sundays became like messing around days. And I can't tell you how many times we did custom uh, case mods to uh to pc cases on sundays when we had nothing better to do so it's fun there's 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 all kinds of interesting stuff you can do uh my my brother is in the middle of uh of a star wars scene within this giant case that he has like like uh probably the case is so big that probably both of your kids could fit in it like it's <laughs> oh, I really got to see a picture of that. I'll make sure he sends me one for you. Um, but it's I like it. It's huge, and I cannot wait to see. 
he like he's got a thing. He's drawn it all out. He's got a plan, and it's ridiculous. So yeah, like you say, some RGB lights in a in a pre-made case is the least you can do. So uh, so uh, this is up now uh, with I imagine yep. tons of photos, right? Yes, lots of photos, lots of detail, different components that you can get to do what we did. So uh, check it out on TomSarger.com. Very cool. Uh, RG baby. And obviously a lot of times we talk about uh, functional things. And, you know, it, it's fun to talk about the, the creative, the artistic, the silly, <laughs> you know, the, the, the things you can do just to especially right now, right? Just to be able to to get some creativity out while you've got less going on than normal. So definitely appreciate it. Uh, cannot wait to see the photos and compare them to the, uh, to the RG Beast and uh, <laughs> see the pair of them together because that'll be fun. And uh, as always, I appreciate it, and I uh, can't wait to see what we talk about next time. This week's Extra Life and F5 Live is proudly powered by Razer. All the accessories you need to up your game on PC or console are available from Razer. Whether you're looking for uh, a new keyboard and mouse like we use here in the studio, you're looking for uh, a controller for your, your PC or your console, maybe uh, a great gaming headset or even a full system like the Razer Blade 15, uh, Razer has got it all. And to see all of their products and to see the deals that are running, you can go to f5live.tv slash Razor. So we've talked over the last year, 15 months technically, um, about the interesting change happening within uh, Epic Games. Um for many, many years, Epic was known for being uh, the the producer of the Unreal Engine. And then they accidentally hit their stride with Fortnite, um, and that kind of changed the company in a, in a, a significant way. Uh, and they've started to use the money that they've gotten from Fortnite in new and interesting ways. The first, of course, which is why 15 months uh, was in December of 2018, they announced the Epic Games Store, uh, which came out to challenge Steam as uh, as the dominant player. They gave uh, they give free free games every month. They do a lot of exclusives. They focus a lot on uh, smaller indie or um, or developing studios uh, and work to help bring those games to market uh, as well as um, uh, bring 
new fans to those titles. The only place that they haven't really been has been on the publishing side of the industry until this week. Uh, the company announced, officially announced, there's been some some rumbles in the industry, but we tend to wait until we have at least some hard evidence. Uh, and this week, Epic announced the Epic Games Publishing Division of the company, uh, which is focused on uh, the earlier stage. The Epic Games Store brings a finished game to the public. Epic Games Publishing will help uh, bring games to that state. So if you're looking at small, you know, small indie developers or, you know, those developing studios, uh, they can uh, apply to be part of the Epic Games Publishing. And what they get is up to full funding of their game development. Plus, uh, once costs are recouped, uh, at least 50% of uh, all future uh, profit, which is a pretty big deal. Um, it's, oh, and they get to keep 100% rights to their, to their intellectual property, which has started to gain some traction in the industry, but this is, this is the first time that we've seen uh, a whole publisher say, Everybody keeps their IP. We don't want to own your your game. We don't want to own your characters. That is all you. Uh, we're just going to help you bring it to market. Um, and the 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 CEO of the company said that uh, that these were the terms that they wished existed when they were early stage, and so they wanted to use their their recent good fortune to bring some of those capabilities to to studios and uh, little indie developers uh, that they didn't have when they were getting started. I think that's pretty cool. And, you know, it kind of goes in line with with the game store, right? They Their percentage is way lower than Steam or Google or Apple or, you know, any of the other places where you can buy games. The Epic Game Store is way less. Uh, you get to keep more of the money. And so this kind of goes along with that same business model. I think that's kind of cool. What do you think? So if you do this, if you're a, a small indie developer and you have Epic Publisher Publisher game, does that mean it can't it can't be sold through the Steam Store? Nope. Um, in fact, uh, in the with the three big names that they announced that have already uh, signed on for. Epic Games Publishing, you have got um, Remedy Entertainment, which is best known for Max Payne. Uh, you've got uh, you've got Play Dead, which is known for Limbo, and you've got uh, Gen Design, which is best known for Shadow of the Colossus. All of which uh, are are big uh, PC and console titles, um, and and uh, Epic does not want to create a weird monopoly. They want to continue to help publish to PlayStation, to Xbox, to Steam, to the Microsoft Store, wherever you want the content to go, uh, it can. Um, obviously, there's probably going to be incentives to do one of the six or 12-month uh, uh, Epic Game Store uh, 
initial exclusives uh, because there have been incentives for non-publishing partners already. So it would make sense that there'd be a better um, there'd be a better uh, incentive for those who are in the publishing division because your costs are going to be lower, right? To get to market, so you're you're going to recoup your costs faster, which would mean that you can get to that profit sharing a lot faster. Um, on top of everything, but uh, they're not trying to limit the capabilities of their of their developers. If if you wanted to be a if you wanted to be Shadow of the Colossus, you wanted to be uh, a PlayStation exclusive, and they can they can help you sign that contract. Let's go. So they're they're good. They're so so they are officially a a cross platform publisher. Um, it's I, it's a pretty big deal. It would be I, and it's you know it's like Valve, right? Uh, uh, Left for Dead uh, and Portal were available everywhere. So same kind of same kind of idea, yeah, I think. Well, good. You know, anything that that encourages more indie developers to develop new and exciting games, I think, is great for the industry. So I'm glad to see Epic is doing this. Absolutely, because I mean, if you go back to Limbo, right? The that game was crazy, and that was done with basically no people, very very little funding, and uh, I believe at, I know at one point it was, and I believe it stayed that way to the end of the the 360. I believe it was the highest grossing indie game on the 360. So. And it was, it's if you've never played it for the we talked about it years ago when it came out. Um, if you've never played it, play it. It is worth a couple of bucks. You can still play it on the Xbox One. It is the weirdest puzzle game you will ever play. It is all of the dark of Gladys without any of the humor. It, it is the strangest puzzle game you will ever play in your life. And it is worth all of the bizarre. Uh, so, yeah. And if if Microsoft hadn't been encouraging and helping indie developers uh, in the early days of the 360, um, you wouldn't have had a game like Limbo. And so more companies with funding being able to help more indie developers in the way that Microsoft uh, helped get Limbo uh, into people's hands, like you said, can only be better. So I, I'm excited about this. Um, obviously we'll have to hear from some, some studios that give it a shot uh, over the next 12 to 24 months. We'll hear some experience stories from studios who have, who have signed on with Epic um, to see if it, it lives up to the hype or the hope. Um, but something tells me it will. Uh, so fingers crossed. This week's news from the tubes and F5 Live is probably powered by Rift Tracks. Make fun of movies or let these guys do it for you. Mike Nelson, Bill Corbett, and Kevin Murphy, the former stars of Mystery Science Theater 3000, are back and doing what they do best, creating commentaries for Hollywood blockbusters and B-movie oddities like Lovely But Deadly. 
The way it works is for a couple of dollars, you download the MP3, play it along with your DVD, Amazon, Netflix, Hulu, wherever the movie happens to exist, and laugh. Uh, from time to time, they do live events. They theoretically have two of those scheduled for this year, but obviously we'll see how that goes. Um, <laughs> uh, and those live events also end up making it uh, available for sale later on. You can see all of those and a whole lot more uh, including feature films and short films by going to f5live.tv slash tracks with an X. So, this is that one story we warned you about uh, <laughs> uh, that was going to be semi-related. Semi but uh, the internet has long been known for embracing the oddity that is April Fool's Day um, and the poster child for that strange behavior has been Google. They have had some of the strangest pranks and uh, product announcements over the years and they've had real product announcements uh, tending to announce real products that in th in the moment sound like pranks uh, I think the best example ever was at a time when uh, free email accounts gave you 25 or 30 megabytes of storage. Google announced Gmail on, on April Fool's Day and said that they were giving a gig of storage uh, and that the storage amount would increase over time. And everybody was like, ha, 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 very funny. Oh, that one's real. Uh, <laughs> um, but they've... I, there, there were the psychic tulips last year, and all, all kinds of other weird things over the years. Uh, but this year, Google has announced that, in a, in an attempt to, not. Create an atmosphere of confusion. Uh, they will not be doing any of their pranks this year. Now, my first thought, of course, was. It sure seems like this would be the year where we could use the humor more than ever, but it's not Google that they're really worried about because when Google makes an announcement like, like the psychic tulips, um, <laughs> which if you didn't see it, it was a flower pot that allowed, that allowed you to communicate with your tulips. It was so weird. Anyway, um, Google stuff is usually pretty obvious. And they're a giant corporation and a very small amount of research can help you uh, pinpoint the ones that are nonsense and the ones that are Gmail, right? But the whole internet tends to participate and Google was hoping that by making this announcement early enough that other companies would follow suit, especially smaller companies whose announcements may not be as easy to detect. Um, and in a time where confusion is kind of the norm, they were looking for a way to, to, uh, to limit that because not all of them are the McPickle burger, right? <laughs> That's, the, the big companies are easy to spot. No, McDonald's did not launch a burger that was all pickles. And we all know that, but a smaller company whose intentions are different, uh, might be harder to spot. And so, uh, Google made this announcement. It's a weird thing because they've been doing it essentially for 20 years. Uh, 
and to take this year off will be a little strange, especially for uh, for internet tradition. But um, you know, when you when you listen to their reasoning, uh, it kind of starts to make sense. It's sad because humor is <laughs> it's few and far between right now. Um, but uh, I think I get it. I think I, I I think I can see where they're coming from. You you don't want to be seen as tone deaf. I right. think I don't think it's honestly I don't think it's about confusion. I mean maybe there, I mean maybe there will be some confusion somewhere. Uh, I mean you certainly don't want to see people uh, joking about things like a cure for or a treatment right for the virus. Uh, but I mean I don't think Google would would ever do that no. even uh, even. Uh, you know, for something so serious, but I think the idea is this is, you know, it, it looks bad to be joking around, uh, joking around at this time. So I get it. Uh, the greatest, uh, the greatest April fools tradition, which I think is probably going to be over anyway, because the comp, the website has been subsumed is the think geek one where think geek would put up all of these like weird fake products. And then a lot of them actually, there was such demand afterwards that they made real, like, like the Tauntaun sleeping bag, I think is one, right? So think geek, uh, you know, having been bought by GameStop uh, and then they shut down the thinkgeek.com website used to, you know, was, was the place to find like, you know, themed merchant special, unique themed merchandise for, you know, geeky people, sure. video game stuff, sci-fi stuff, computer stuff, you know, cool, cool stuff. Uh, and if GameStop were smart, instead of changing Think Geek into GameStop, they would have changed GameStop into Think Geek. But uh, because that has a future, whereas packaged games do not. Yeah. But uh, anyway, I think that I think that is wouldn't have happened anyway uh, this year because they closed down the Think Geek website. So, uh, you know, that's sad, but but totally understandable. I don't think anyone is in is in a mood for, uh, you know, deliberately funny, misleading, misleading headlines. Yeah. And it's the so it's the misleading headlines. And in particular, you know, Google wasn't worried about themselves because, again, uh, Android having a setting that ha uh, allows you to install a uh, physical screen cleaner. Of course not. No, nobody believed that that was real. It's it's the other companies that may not, you know, that that may walk a closer line to reality than Google ever does or McDonald's does or, or, you know, Burger King or, or think geek. Well, with think geek, everything they suggested could have been real because of how bizarre their product mix was. I, right. I, I think the, I think the captain Picard, uh, tea set was, uh, originally an April fool's joke that, uh, became real. And I have, um, <laughs> uh, but you know, it's it's the companies that may walk closer to that line that they were a little worried about and decided to sacrifice their own funny in favor of trying to 
push that line further away. And so I, I can appreciate that. And, and it's, it's different than the, than the big meme thing that's going on right now. Right. And by the way, I officially understand why children, uh, sing and dance to a song about the bubonic plague now because we are literally living through the exact same situation online <laughs> with with uh, coronavirus memes. Uh, so I had always thought that that was strange. I get it now. Uh, but those things are so obviously goofy, you know? Whereas an April Fool's joke is intended to be closer to the line between reality and fantasy by definition. So, uh, yeah, I get it. Uh, it's also important to note, uh, please don't do your own, uh, dumb things. Uh, so on, on top of the, please don't joke that you're pregnant joke with somebody that you're breaking up with them. Uh, the, the, the general tone deaf things, please don't joke about, uh, this topic either because, uh, it is, even worse than any of those other ones. So follow Google's lead and just uh, kind of sit this one out this year. This week's DRM not included in F5 Live is probably powered by Amazon Prime. You know you get free shipping uh, sometimes same day. Probably not right now. Uh, but uh, you also get a lot of other things to help you uh, right now. You get free music streaming with Amazon Prime Music. Uh, you get free TVs, movies, documentaries, and a whole lot more with Amazon Prime Video. Uh, you get free video games with uh, Twitch Prime. Uh, you also get one free subscription every month so you can help uh, financially support the content creator of your choice uh, at no extra cost to yourself. You can subscribe to Pluckets Live or any other Twitch streamer. Uh, there's also Amazon Prime Pantry, which we were discussing earlier on, uh, which gives you uh, uh, food delivery to your house in certain markets. Um, and a whole lot more. If you're not currently a Prime subscriber, uh, we've got a 30-day free trial for you. Plus, we have quick links to help you find all of these features and a whole lot more. And all of that is available by going to f5live.tv prime. Obvi obviously, our uh, DRM not included over the last year or so has been inundated with streaming service options uh everything from peacock to quibi uh it seems like every time we turn around somebody else is trying to get into the market or trying to uh make a name for themselves in the market and this week is no different uh we all know that uh that google has has video services uh the things kind of all the services have fallen under the Google Play name, have struggled to find adoption. Uh, Google Play Music uh, had so much trouble that they have uh, given it to YouTube, and it's called YouTube Music, uh, and Google Play Music will be ushered out uh, sometime this year. 
Um, there's newsstand and uh, magazines, which most people don't even know exists. Uh, but Google Play Movies is one that people use, not quite to the level of, of Amazon or iTunes, but they've had some success. Um, but they have decided that because it's licensed content, they're going to try what some of the other licensed content services have found success in. Uh, you know, companies like uh, Crackle or IMDb or uh, Pluto or tu uh, Tubi, which uh, are services they even talked about a couple of weeks ago. Uh, suggestions from inside the latest APK uh, show that there is a section for free ad-supported uh, movies from Google Play Movies. Now, they're not just testing the waters with this from what it looks like. It looks like if and or when it launches, again, it is a hidden feature. Google has not responded uh, to comment on the topic uh, in the same way that our last uh, APK breakdown from Instagram uh, was, was confirmed. Uh, but it looks like there will be several hundred titles available uh, at launch. Uh, if this service comes to uh, comes to pass, and it it makes sense, you know, when it comes to original content, uh, Amazon, Netflix, Hulu uh, have kind of made their mark. Um, when it comes to licensed content, you know, Crackle, IMDb, Tubi, Pluto have have definitely shown that ad supported works, right? Yeah. Absolutely. So, I mean, I think they've shown it works. I mean, I have no idea whether they're making money or not. <laughs> Fair enough. Works for me as a viewer. Uh, you know, <laughs> uh, I, I don't know what their bottom line is. But, uh, you know, it, I think obviously Google must see, see money in this because others are doing it. And they wouldn't do it if they didn't think they could make some money. Maybe they also see an opportunity to upsell. Maybe it's like, okay, if we get you in watching these things ad supported, then we can try and then we have you and maybe we could try to push uh, a premium tier to you. Yep. So uh, it, it, it makes sense. And if you it look makes at sense for them to do, look at Hulu, right? Uh, Hulu started with a free tier that was massively ad supported. Um, but was lacking the most recent episodes. Uh, I think the most or the two most recent episodes were were missing from the free tier, and then they had their first paid tier, and then they added the the commercial free option, and they eliminated the free one uh, because people started paying for the service. Maybe that's the the path that Google is hoping that they can they can build here uh, before they have to. Uh, rebrand another service under the YouTube name. Yeah. I mean, whatever they do what they can. Right. I mean, I just hope it's not the same stuff on every free channel. I hope it's not the same stuff uh, as on IMDB TV and Tubi. And like, I hope, I hope there's some variety. Yeah. Uh, one thing I really like to see, I really like to see, I mean, you always are seeing like the same sort of, Set of you're always seeing a lot of movies that are fairly recent. I would love to see somebody do this more with old movies and old shows, yeah, like really old. I'd like to see more sort of classic, 
uh, classic movie, classic shows, stuff from like nothing, you know, nothing before 1990, maybe nothing before 1980 or something like that. Like, should, you know, give me more old, yeah. give me more classic, classic stuff uh, because everybody's got, everybody's got, you know, reruns of, everybody's got like, you know, some, some movies from like five, 10 years ago. Right. It'd be really interesting, but you don't see a ton of, uh, you like here and here. And I don't know if you guys have it in Florida, but we have a, like a, uh, I think a syndicated cable network called me TV, which shows like all kinds of old shows. Right. Like I would, I would love to see that more, you know, more of that happen with some of these, these free, free services and you don't see i think enough of it so yeah. i don't know it, it would be interesting to see if there was more a more interesting piece of con uh you know mix of content sure yeah um i i actually discovered i think it was this week it might have been the week before um that amazon prime had uh carol burnett show and so ooh, did i get lost in that and it it made me wish for more of that you know yeah i can go watch the brady bunch because that's kind of anywhere but it would be it'd be a lot of fun to to have you know some of the other stuff you know only like five or six percent of the i love lucy episodes are available for streaming it would be cool to see you know that whole collection that why is it only five or six percent who knows why is it episode one and twelve of season two? Who knows? But, um, but yeah, I'm totally with you. I'd love to see some more, uh, some more older stuff. And if if I could get it for free on on something like this or or, or Crackle or Tubi or something like that, all the better. Especially now, as I'm watching a whole lot more stuff that I've not watched before. You know. So, obviously, we have no idea if and or when this feature will come to pass. Uh, it is a hidden feature, which, since it's in the public APK, just like we talked about with Instagram, um, it likely means that the feature is in uh, a very limited private testing, um, either internally or with a small group of, uh, of external testers. Um, and that means that it may or may not see the light of day. Hopefully it will, but we have no way of knowing that for sure. But, uh, fingers crossed that we'll see this come to pass. Um, because this kind of service doesn't usually get, doesn't usually go exclusive on stuff. So you're unlikely to see it block you from seeing the same content on another service if you're already using it. And that's. I, I always prefer that competition gives, you know, some some interesting variation, and like Avram said, maybe we'll see some stuff we've not seen before. So it would be nice. And that is our show. Thank you to those of you who joined us live. Um, Mixer has been absolutely on fire tonight. So. Uh, Thank you to those of you who joined us uh, over there. Uh, if you missed any of the show and would uh, like to see or hear all of it, you can always go to plughitslive.com slash subscribe, uh, and you can see this and all of our other shows. 
Uh, if you are listening on the radio, you're listening through podcast on YouTube or something like that, and you would like to join us live in the future, Sunday nights, 9 p.m. Eastern, you can go to f5live.tv slash join us, and uh, there you can chat with us on Mixer, on Twitch, on YouTube, uh, and give us your, your input on the topics, or uh, you can tell us that we smell like pineapple, which is, I think, the strangest comment that we've received in the live chat uh, ever. Still not sure what to do with that information. Anyway. <laughs> I would like to smell like pineapple. So I appreciate the compliment. <laughs> Fantastic. Well, there you go. Uh, it was accepted by Avram as a, uh, a as a compliment. Good on you. <laughs> um, anyway, uh, there's, there's lots more content uh, available. We've got interviews going up uh, every day uh, from our CES live show. Uh, we had Dell on, uh, I think it published today, uh, talking about uh, the, the Latitude 9510, uh, which is kind of a companion piece to talking about the XPS 15 last week, or 13 last week, um, and, uh, and a whole lot more. So definitely check Check it out, plugitslive.com slash subscribe. Uh, and I guess with that, on behalf of the staff that's not here, I'm Scott. I'm Abram. And we will see you guys back next time. Ciao.